0: just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, it's Caroline, career and leadership coach. And today I want to talk about transferable skills and the three big mistakes I see people make all the time when it comes to transferable skills. And I thought it would be very useful for me to make a video so you can put it in the right perspective if you are counting on transferable skills. And I see people have to use transferable skills all the time uh, in today's market because a lot of industries have collapsed. And so people need to pivot and change the way they actually are approaching the job market. So um, I'm going to be very useful. And before I dive in, I just want to invite you also on a free online uh, uh, masterclass that I'm giving this Thursday. It's all about like if you are being ignored by HR, by recruiters, um, why you are being ignored. Um, It's all going to be uh, advice about the changes you need to make on your resume really to stand out and get noticed and how you can navigate a whole uncertain job market to get more interviews and job offers. And so I'm going to outline the whole system that I would recommend you put in place It's going to be very easy for you to understand, uh, but I would highly recommend you come on Thursday. It's around lunchtime. I will pop a link below, uh, but register for that masterclass. It's live, so you can actually ask me any questions you want. Um, So I hope to definitely see you there. All right, let's get back to transferable skills and the three big fat mistakes I see people make all the time. Mistake number one is that they are unable to sell their transferable skills themselves. So I see a lot of people say like, Give verbal diarrhea here are my skills and you kind of expect the other person to connect the dots okay he has done a b c Therefore, he would be able, or he or she would be able to do X, Y, Z. And so basically you expect the other person to connect those dots, to make sure, make that connection. And that's unfortunately not how it works. You need to be able to sell your transferable skills. And the way you do that is... By understanding how your transferable skills solve their problem, at this stage it's not about you and what you can do and your capability. It's about them, like and their problem. So they want to see how how you can help them. And first of all, you need to understand that. So a good question to start asking yourself is like, okay. What are my transferable skills and what impact does that make? What kind of problem can those transferable skills solve and help the other person achieve or help the other company, the, help the, the project or whatever it is that they want to achieve? How can your skills make an impact? So you need to learn how to sell yourself and sell your skills. If you can't do that, like, there is no even like you're not going to get traction or the results that you want. And so it's very important that you understand, first of all, how to articulate them, communicate them, and not just by using the words, oh, my skills are transferable, expecting that the other person knows what you what you mean because they you need to take them on a journey and the reason why this is even more important now than before and it's always been quite important is because now it's ultra competitive you're competing with people that have those skills in the same industry and whatever tick boxes that they're looking at and so that's therefore it's so important for you to know how to articulate and communicate those transferable skills So that's the first one. You need to be able to tell the story and connect your skills to their problem or whatever it is that they try to achieve. That's the first thing. Second big mistake that I see is that people want to communicate that into their resume. Now, A resume has a point, has a purpose in the whole job search process. It's a way you communicate what it is that you can bring to the table. But your resume is just a tiny piece of the puzzle. And you have to, you can't rely only on your resume to get you the job like or get you the interview because there's a whole different way you have to engage people to get that result. So you have to think about if you are trying to convince already in your resume um, that your skills are transferable, you're missing really a big opportunity. You have to talk about in your resume, you have to talk about the problem that you solve and you utilize those skills. But the way People are trying to do that is by literally saying how transferable those skills are. And again, it's by it's not because you use the word "my skills are transferable" or the the sentence "my skills are transferable" that people get it. But once you actually pinpoint again the problem you solve and the pain point they have that your skills can really solve that's where the gold lies and your resume should be built upon that so what i what i work on with my clients is shifting their resume from a traditional resume that is an overview of your career history everything that you have done and you try to cram that into two pages or three pages whatever it is and whatever country you're you're in to, so that is a traditional old way of writing a resume. So my challenge to my clients, and I work with them one-on-one to actually shift them to the new way. And the new way is creating a sales document. So what your resume needs to do is sell you. The best analogy that I can give you, and I uh, maybe you have heard this before because it's my go-to analogy and I use it time and time again, is like... Imagine a trailer of a movie. A trailer of a movie is 90 seconds long. The whole movie might be two hours long. And in only 90 seconds, you know the genre of the movie. It's an adventure movie, a horror movie, a romantic movie, and you know the quality of actors, you know who's playing in it, you and you make a decision whether or not to go and see that movie, to buy a ticket and go and see that movie or to download it on iTunes or whatever it is that you use. And that's the same with your resume. Your resume needs to be your sales document. Yes, you might have over 15, 25, 30 years experience, but you have to choose the perception that you want to give. You need to package all of that up in such a way that it's aligned with how you want to be perceived for that it attracts the right opportunities that you want to to have and it repels the opportunities that you don't want to and so basically if you do that right and if you treat your resume as a trailer of a movie then it's going to sell yourself and because that's basically what you want to do is create a document that uh, gets you a foot. in the door for an interview and that's all your the purpose of your resume it doesn't need to get you the job yet it just needs to get you the interview and like i mentioned it's one way So that's the second part that I see that a lot of people are making the mistakes is trying to use and persuade in their resume or cover letter already that their skills are transferable by literally stating that sentence. Like my skills are transferable instead of really peeling back the onion and thinking about, okay, what can, what problem do I solve using those skills and making be sure that the journey is clear, rather than just like expecting other people to connect those dots. So that's the second one. And then the third one is really the one that most people are really stuck at. And that is basically uh, the mis- misunderstanding that an external agency recruiter uh, can see and you, you put you forward for a job if you're only uh, relying on transferable skill. Now, I've seen that happen. i placed people myself as a recruiter uh, that had transferable skills. Um, but as a recruiter, you need to have a really solid relationship with the hiring manager where you can say like, hey, you have to meet this candidate because that candidate is absolutely brilliant. All the rest, like they can do exactly what you do. I always had a wild card um, in all my jobs and like I would put candidates forwards and I would say like look, this is my wild card and like meet that person and and see if you like them. And like time and time again, I had a really high success factor of people that were my wild card that actually got the job in the end because they were such a good fit with what they looked for. However, saying this, most recruiters they can 't really place you in a job if you if they uh, if you only have to have um, if you only have transferable skills so that is not going to work because of the reason that the recruiter gets for placing you, if you don't tick all the boxes that a company wants, then why the heck are they actually paying that recruiter for? So you have to think about, okay, if I have to maximize my chances, and if I look at all the job search strategies out there, most people are only relying on the job search strategy that is the pink button on Seek or any other job boards and the blue button on LinkedIn and apply online and that is not going to help you if you have to rely on uh, transferable skills also if you have uh, skills but because you have a like not only transferable skills but they might actually even pigeonhole you yes no you have done this you have done only real estate property you have done only media incomes in this industry they don't see it and that is okay what you need to do instead is diversifying your job search and not only relying Not only, I said, so sometimes you don't have a choice, but not only relying on just being reactive and just hit the apply online button. Think about the different ways you can raise the visibility of your application. And yes, that pushes a lot of people outside their comfort zone. And if done wrong, you absolutely burn bridges. And I've seen it time and time again. And that's why people think like, okay, it doesn't work. Like, let's go back to the old way. Who doesn't work? And then, oh, we're stuck because nothing is working. But it's like a new skill that you have to learn. Don't expect the first time you do something to go sm- smooth straight away. You have to adjust. You have to learn. You have to experiment. You have to see what works for you and what gives you the results that, that, that you want. But diversifying your job search is needed when you're relying on transferable skills, when you feel that you're getting pigeonholed time and time again by agency recruiters or could it be internal recruited in HR. If you feel that that is the case, then you have to take back control. Um, I was actually thinking over the weekend a lot of people and including myself sometimes we we just like um, look at the outside world and play a blaming game oh it's the economy it's like it's uh uh it's it's I don't know it's COVID it's you you look outside and blame people for not seeing your brilliancy Um, but that's not how it works you need to acknowledge yourself first and uh, discover who you are and becoming aware of you and then you have to really um, think about how you present and position yourself to the outside world how you're going to sell yourself and and think about it this way job searching is actually you have your core message your narrative And so you have to think about the different communication channels or the different channels that you're going to use, uh, whether it's your resume, whether it's your LinkedIn profile, whether it's networking, whether it's, like, referrals. Like, what are you going to use to actually, like, um, diversify your job search by really choosing the different channels and so and maybe one of the channels that you want to use is not uh, developed like I have people that have no network or a very cold network and we talk about strategies on on how that, to warm up that, uh, that that network and and so on but you have to think about what your, your message is. And then as a bonus, because I said are oh, only three, actually as a bonus that I want to t- tell you guys is the interview. Now, the interview so many times, um, I will give you the classic example. So they might say like, um, okay, we want to see you for an interview. You go to, for the first interview, second interview, third interview. You get suddenly rejected by HR. You ask for feedback and they say like, look, you were a really good candidate, you really fit into the culture of the company, but we chose a candidate with more, uh, or with, uh, with industry experience. It's like you knew that from the start that I didn't have that specific industry experience. And so what most of us do is we look at the, the outside and say, like, that didn't work because of that. We don't look on the inside. It's like, what could I have done to manage that objection better. Because if when you get an interview, you do not, and I repeat, you do not want to mess it up. You want to bring your A game and know how to handle those objections. And to be honest, I'm not going to pull the wool over your eyes. It's not not always going to work, handling objections. Sometimes people are stubborn and have like blinkers on. But at least you know how to manage that and you increase your chances. It's like risk management. And for those of you in risk management, you will definitely understand what I'm talking about. But it's about like assessing the situations and actually understanding how you can minimize the risk. Not handling objections, not talking about the pink elephant in the room is going to be very low. And if you're able to articulate it very clearly, how your skills are transferable, how you can solve their problem, how you can sell those skills and how you can navigate that interview process overcome those objections talk about the pink elephant in the room then you're going to position yourself is so much in such a better position and your chances are going to increase so much uh, uh so much basically what i also see in the interview when we're talking about transferable skills is that people don't have the confidence uh and so it comes across in an interview so like you have to think about confidence is attractive guys like you see leaders of the world they're confident they might not be behind the scenes they might be like oh my god i'm nervous and talking about all the help that they can get but in a room, they appear, they they are perceived as confident, know what they're talking about. They, are, they have like certain calmness over them. And that's basically what you need to have in an interview also. So if you prepare, and this is what I do with interview training every single week, um, we have interview training in my program, which is invaluable in terms of sharing the knowledge and the people in the program They have been on the other side of the table so they can They know what to look for. But it's so hard to um, often, like, criticize yourself and be skeptical about yourself because you need that feedback to improve and to actually see how you perform. Anyway, so in the interview, it's so important that you have that confidence. Um, And so when it comes to objections and how to handle them, most people are kind of like they lack the confidence, They hope and pray for the best that the other person sees it and that it's clear to them. So, But the key is that you first are very confident in that. And so that confidence, if you bring that to an interview, you will just smash it. And that will project and that is attractive. And when you believe that you can solve that problem like 200%, hands and heart, this is what I can do for you, then that is going to convince the other person or help convince them, and that's what you want to do. Is you want to be able to influence the outcome of the the, the e- interview and be persuasive. It's all about being persuasive uh, with yourself, with the way you approach it. So to repeat and recap the three most thing, uh, the most important there is a little fly here. Uh, The three most important um, uh, things what to consider uh, when you're counting on transferable skills is first Learn to sell your uh, transferable skills and know what impact those skills make to a company, because that is what you need to talk to uh, an MD, a director, senior manager, all about. So first, learn to sell them. Secondly, don't put in your resume literally the sentence like, my skills are transferable, and hopefully the, the other person will connect the dots, because don't use your resume or your cover letter for that. Um, thirdly, don't rely on agency recruiters to actually understand or able to place you in a role when you are only tra- relying on transferable skills. So if you have transferable skills, you have to diversify your job search and think about, okay, maybe a recruiter is not going to help me. Maybe an agency, a HR, an external recruiter, internal recruiter, whatever it is, they are there, they're part of the process, but they're not my sole a source of um, help so what what else can i do to to diversify my job search and as then a bonus tip would be like look think about the the interview take your interview techniques and think about if you get invited for an interview make sure that you know how to handle those objections in the interview, so that you don't come out at the on the other end, and that they say like, "Hey, you're a very good candidate, but we chose a different one for uh, this job because they have more industry experience, or worked with a bigger budget, or a bigger team, whatever it is." Those are the objections, sir, and those are the things that you can actually prepare for, and that you can actually even uh, not anticipate, but you you can. Uh, Find ways to overcome those objections. Um, Perfect. So I hope this helped you guys and gave you some insights about, okay, how this really works and how to... Really think about your repositioning and how you can actually start navigating that job market. If you want to step, uh, take the next step and if you want to go deeper and if you say like, look, I've done the trial and error. I don't want to waste any more time because to be honest, guys, this In this moment, a lot of my people in my group are getting interviews. There is more movement in the market. They're landing job offers. If not one job offers, multiple job offers. So it is time for you to capitalize on that. And if you're a sitting duck and putting your hand in the sand It's not going to get you to where you need to be. So, reach out to me. Like, I have a program that I work on with uh, people to get more interviews, land the next six uh, figure leadership role. Uh, It's a minimum of 90 days. Uh, Most of them, they don't, not most of them, some of them don't even finish the program and land already a new job. So, if that is something that you want to explore, like, definitely reach out and we can have a further uh, chat. And if you just came randomly across this video, uh, make sure to connect with me on LinkedIn or give me a thumbs up because the more engagement and the more people I can reach with my message, the more people I can help. So, guys, I hope that was clear for you and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again, and I'll connect with you on the next episode.